Thunderbolt and lightning. Very, very frightening to me. Galileo. 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 Figaro. Galileo Figaro. Fantastic. Magnifico. Magnifico. Hey, Kathy. Yeah? I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy. You from Tony? No, he's got this fucking kick-ass castle. Dell may be poor. Enigma, are you a poor boy? <laughs> Nobody loves you. All right, Mel's, Mel has tits, so so everyone loves her. Everybody loves her. Everyone loves her. <laughs> Scottaboosh. <laughs> That's what I say. Fucking Scottaboosh. Tony! What is he taking a dump? What? The- Jesus Christ! It's showtime. You know what? We're starting. Fine, thank you! Are you guys ready to start a show? Then let's start a show, Scottaboosh! The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and scatterbout! Aha! Recording live from Tony's fucking castle <laughs> in front of our perverted studio they're audience. Both, they're they're both, both sitting that, on the little couch. That couch is it's so... A throne, obviously. It's like a little the little, little kid throne. Hello, perverts. Hello. Hi. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie. I'm Del. Del, and then we have... Tony. Tony and fucking <laughs> Enigma on the couch and Mel on the... Melon uh, hand job. Hey, she's lean. Do you see how she's leaning over? Yeah. Yeah. Can you please put the blanket over if you're going to start stroking Tony? By the way, throat? remember Garbage Can Mel? Yes. And she heard last week, so she's like, "Oh, I'm disappointed that there's another Mel around." I didn't. I didn't get that voice. She she was like, "I don't know if I'm well, ready." That's a better progression from like existential dread and like, "Wait, for, I'm not there. Who is this? What is this?" For another, there is only one Garbage Can Mel. That's true. But your other Mel, other. I don't think she likes that. Well, it's okay. it's. Do you Ginger like humiliation, Mel. humiliation, degradation, that kind of stuff? Do you are you into that? Sure. Okay, good. Your other Mel, insignificant other, get on the did floor. You forget suckers. what we did last week. Really? Wasn't that butt plug humiliating enough? I don't think they were humiliated at all. <laughs> she was when she listened to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute! Is there so- Wow, she's embarrassed now. She's covering Wait, Tony, her face with Tony, 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 get the microphone. It was there some sort of so so she just didn't know. I don't know. It's this weird disconnect because I pointed out to her that there were eight people in a room watching her with a butt a hook up her ass, and she didn't feel self conscious at all. But the minute she heard the recording of it, she was under the covers, turning beet red. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the evidence makes it much worse. That's very <laughs> true, Dell. Girl, I just thought the microphones were for show. <laughs> I don't get it. They're just here. This was. I didn't know anyone was actually going to listen to this. This was a rehearsal, right? I'm just a stand-in asshole chick. <laughs> what did you say? Twenty five hundred or so listeners. Twenty five. Yeah, like, like twenty five to twenty seven. Oh, plays. She just totally covered her face. Plays a week. Trying to get up there. And just remember, Pumpkin, this is going to be in perpetuity. This, this show is going to stay up. So the second perverted podcast, we start getting that yeah, that snowball. You know what I'm talking about. I know when we hit snowball. that, When we hit that snowball and then all of a sudden there's 10, 20,000 listeners, it's going to be perpetual, meaning people for years to come are going to hear you come. 
Sirius X FM and all that stuff. Yeah. Sirius <laughs> That'd be Can amazing. You imagine? I thought I've thought about that, Kathy. Like no. if Sirius XM, like because you're like, oh, that would be probably the closest format that we could do. But you know, they would come in and be like, yeah, Tranatang's out, rape is out, uh, anal hooks are out. They're, they're, even that, you, any we show, just want to be free without being like, hassled yeah. by the man. Just don't want to be held down. <laughs> if we want to put hooks, you and I talked very long and hard. We even got in a debate. Uh, about the 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 the, the rope because we should have used jute because jute doesn't stretch as much so she was noticing me are you noticing about that you weren't able to get you were she's like i was pulling as far back as i could and it was stretching and it was just because it's cotton rope so now we're like hey okay experiment we should do this with jute because jute's less forgiving I got Jude. Yeah, we got yeah, we got we got gobs of Jude. Of course he does. And then we got in a debate because I was like, hey, you know the anal hooks for our listeners that are just checking in for the first time, two girls opposite sides of the room, each having an anal hook inserted anally, and a rope tying them together. They pull on the rope like an anal tug of war, and then they masturbated. Uh, and both of them, you came? Yeah, both came, which is amazing. I can't even conceptualize. Well, how that even works. A vibrator helps. Well, I... I'm saying. I, you do anything to a girl and give her a vibrator and the odds are pretty I, good she's going to come. <laughs> I don't know. In front of people, I mean, I've really... I, you know, we've had girls crawl under the table and start whatever and I got nothing. You know, it's just like, well, you can... It's technically a double blow job, but it's not like I got a big heart on and and just like, yeah, bitch. It's I can't. called object permanence. If they can't see us, we're not there. Obviously. I have no idea what that meant. Can you explain that? This is what happens when you let smart people into the room. I know. How many times have I told you? You know what you said? No. Okay, wait a minute. We're going to both turn him at the same time and see if he will explain it in human terms. You ready? One, two, three. Dell? So, you know when you hold up a blanket in front of a child and they forget you exist? Wow, let's not have that example on this show. That's, this, that just instantly sounded wrong. Well, that's what object permanence is. At a certain age, you realize that objects exist when you don't see them anymore. Ah, uh, yes. That, so it was a joke. Did that? It's, all, it's like when a dog sticks its head under the bed thinking, if he doesn't see you, then you don't see him. Like peekaboo? Well, even yes, even, even like, more, it's don't exist. It's out of sight, out of mind. It's like there's a joke about the dog when it sees you when you come home. I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> that's like what the other dog thinks. This is totally over, over my head stuff. I don't even know which mic that is, but it's not loud. You guys have to make sure to, to talk directly yeah. into the mic. Kathy? Yeah? You said something at the beginning of the show before. I wish the recording would have been on because our perverted podcast listeners would have... Um, been baffled as I was baffled um, when I when I said and they deserve to hear this but and I'm just very sad that they didn't because I asked you Kathy how are you doing and you said I'm actually pretty good <laughs> and you had this look on your face like huh. it was bewilderment is like the look. Bewilder. I'm like what? what why why wasn't I recording like, I said though I am as bewildered Are as I dying, am Kathy? when I'm in a bad mood. I don't know when the good moods or the bad moods come, why they're there. I just take just, them when they Just come take them. So you're actually feeling okay today. Yeah, Your I'm chemistry pretty is pretty, feels pretty good. Yeah. There was no special masturbation. Nothing. nothing. Just, just woke up and you're like, yeah, that's yeah, fine. I'm okay, okay today. Yeah. So now is that a good feeling or it just it's nice to feel okay? 
I literally don't understand your question. Can you clarify? Okay, <laughs> clarify. Wait, wait. You guys going to look at me like Dell? Except I said something yes. stupid. Okay. <laughs> no. Um. We're you know when you have a lot of depression and all the mania that we have. There's, you know, there's highs and lows and whatever, and you're really happy, and you get all that kind of endorphins, and you're rushed, and you're like, oh my god, I'm walking on sunshine, ah! And then when Thank you're you, sad, when you're, <laughs> when you're sad, you're like, I'm gonna kill myself. I have a dream. I, I have a dream. <laughs> um, so, but then there's that feeling where you don't really feel any high or low, but you're like, it is so relieving to just be okay. Just be like, I'm okay. Gonna walk this. I'm yeah, okay. yeah. It's nice when they come. It's like I said, bewildering because I don't know why. I know last week was very stressful and I had a, a really relaxing weekend, but today I don't know. I've been on a diet for almost two weeks, and when you lose even five pounds, it's oh, a tremendous. Yeah. yeah. And not eating as much means I don't know why this happens, but I, I need less sleep. That makes sense because you know I I don't know why it just happens and so I've I haven't been getting up all groggy and with not enough sleep and I'm feeling physically okay you know my uterus isn't acting up and going cramps cramps bitch deal with it which by the way our listeners our perverted podcast (laughs) listeners are being very supportive of your uterus unlike any support I have ever (laughs) seen for uterus across media. Well, Our you, listeners are very in tune with Kathy's uterus, and and I think that's amazing. I'm very amazed, too. I didn't think anyone cared about my uterus. You don't see anyone fucking sending letters to The View. <laughs> going, are you uterus Going, whoopee, okay? whoopee, how's your uterus? No, nobody's... Well, hey, maybe they do. They just don't read it on the air, Boogie, like we do. We're, we that's no why shame. we can't go. That's why we gotta be <laughs> who we can be. Right here on I, SoundCloud. Please, yes. SoundCloud, don't kick us Please out. Please don't kick us out. <laughs> I don't know where... Bernie, what is a mini love lab? You sent me this picture that is so... I can't figure even out how you're going to so use it. So joyful, the picture I sent. And I will post it on our FetLife page, on the Perverted Podcast FetLife okay. page. It is, in fact, the first taste of independence that I've had in three months. Because now I've been in the car for three months. And and so I go to Muse, and we can play a little bit. You know, her mom's out of town for a while doing family stuff, and so we, you know, we can stay at the boat, and I stay like a couple days a week. I feel uncomfortable being there too much. Um, and then we can do stuff, and and you know, we have you know, we can have a partner come over. <coughs> excuse me, uh, and do that. And then other than that, it's the ravioli. True. And we can play in the that's ravioli. It. Those are your that, two options. And that was it. That's it. Yeah. So it's like, dude, the Love Lab was such an amazing part of my life, you know, because I had this big room and there was a bed and all the toys were there and we could just experiment and, and partners could come in and we could just try so many different things. And it was just, it was a literal laboratory. And I, I was super, super attached to that because it was probably the greatest uh accomplishment of my life to have that place to have that place where people could explore themselves and we'd had just amazing amounts of sexy fun so not having that's very sad so i've been working on storage which is like 10 by 14 uh has everything that was in the big love lab uh, minus all the stuff I got rid of, and I tried to make a space so I could work and do jingles. And I said that I created a U 
straight to the ceiling. I was not that big on Tetris the game, but I live Tetris the life. <laughs> so I'm very good at stacking. So I have shelves all the way in a U, so there is a section. You're basically of, lining the walls. With lining shelves. the walls straight to the ceiling. Everything is, you know, even whatever weight disbursement. So for shaking, possible smaller, a big earthquake, fucked. Completely start over. <laughs> Unload, do it again. But uh, for for small stuff, I I stack pretty good. The light stuff's at top or whatever. So I got the U so I could start recording. And you've heard jingles and stuff. And I have one later. Um, But I'm like, wow, if I could get a little bit better. At stacking. At stacking. And getting rid of stuff. So I got rid of a couple more boxes of stuff. And I was able to make enough space to open the massage table. And still have about... 18 inches. I saw that. I literally thought when you sent me the picture, how the fuck is he going to even walk around there? There's like no room. You, well, if for, for massage... You have to do it like sideways. Well, here's the thing. For, <laughs> for massage, because I sent... I sent Because uh, now I can do creepy storage massage, which you hear so many horror stories about like fake doctors practicing medicine out of their storage unit and calling it an office. And, and there's all this creepy stuff. So now you can literally get creepy women's massage in a storage unit like just the same mm. thing and I'm like this is so scary oh, no, and no, sketchy no, no, no. yeah I'm attached to my organs um. yes so like yeah so but when you massage I only really need as much for the width of my legs because I'm leaning into the client on the table so right. I'm not standing sideways to where I have to walk sideways around I can well I can go you know what I mean yeah. So I can just turn and then I can work. So I could actually probably pull off a massage in storage. It's very tight. Well, but once I'm again, I'm very happy work. for you. But if I push it against the one wall, you saw it in the middle. Yes. But if I push it against the wall, I got 18 inches. I can stand and I can grab legs. And fuck. And I can fuck. And yesterday, new partner Whiskers, who will hopefully be coming on the show soon. Boogie. That. I'm sorry. What? With all due respect, and I'm going to try and say this as nice as I can. You don't have any respect. Don't. How are you, of all people, convincing women to show up to your storage shed in order to fuck in a tiny little space? He's got How a is that happening? <laughs> Kathy? I we found him terrifyingly arousing, obviously. <laughs> terrifying, <laughs> terrifyingly is, is the proper word. Kathy... There is something, and I try to explain this to you. When we had a lot of talk, we'll talk about uh, the half a pee-pee right. in the car and stuff like that. But no, I create a, a, a mental environment that when somebody says, I have some things I want to experiment with, and Tony understands this, Dell understands this, um, uh, when you create that environment for someone, they're concerned about the headspace. So the actual space because there are so many, and you know this, there are so many shitty partners out there that if you get someone that you can actually feel a certain sense of trust for and that they actually have a plan and can assert some level I of dominance, that, yes. then they're like, you know what? I'll just go with the role play. Yes. And, it, and I she, had, she had a really good time. It's uh, our new partner. We played with her on the boat just a little. She's She's been in the community you know she's very familiar with the community i'm not going to talk too much about if she wants to come on and talk about she can talk but she said i could talk about the placing uh 
so it was amazing to just have her come in because I had the violet wand and I had some things and, and whatever. But what was awkward about it is usually it's in this aisle, you know, where you drive down the middle and then the storages are outside. So they're right next to each other. And so usually, you know, maybe the guy, the old guy that plays guitar really loud, which I was great. It'll cover the spanking. So uh, and then the lady two doors front that's kind of wacky. Uh, you know, they're all very victim-y. I could talk for hours just about why they're there, and we all know why we're all there. Um, bad life choices. So, but I pull up, and there's literally a guy blocking my door to get into the other side, and he's pulling out all these boxes. And so I had whiskers. I'm like, lay down, because I don't have seats in the ravioli. And I'm like, lay down. I'm going to smuggle you in. They're not going to know. And then I'm going to open the door, shove you in the door. We're going to close the door, turn on the music as loud as we can, and then get, get to uh, get to work. And this guy literally is standing like five feet away from my door. And so, but his back is turned to his storage unit. So I open the door and he's like, Hey man, you want to buy some Timberlands? He's got- fucking like i guess shoes or whatever and i'm like no bro i'm cool and then i wait till he turns around and then i'm like go go (laughs) and i (laughs) shove her in the door shove the door down halfway and he's just out there and then we're in the storage pillows turn on the light the lengths you will go through to have a girl in your storage shed (laughs) we did about two three hours and let's it, it all worked out i mean some little i would like to hang something for the legs you know, because the legs get a little tired because you're on a table, you got to hold legs up, and then when they have to hold their legs up too much, you know, obviously, you know, that gets very uncomfortable. The logistics of storage, the logistics. storage room fucking. So yeah. now I got to put an eye bolt because there's beams right above, so I could put an eye bolt that could probably hold, you know, 150 pounds or whatever, and uh, you know, and just prop up their legs, get a spreader bar, and do that. And other than that, it worked amazing. Nice. It worked amazing. That's Lots of fun. Nice. Violet wand. It was. It was. It was. I felt independent. Like even though I had to sneak her in, and and uh, yeah, it was cool. It was good. It was good. And I, I hear that uh, Dell has some good news too. Dell, my shiny leather pants have returned. Yay! How did that happen? Um, I'll tell said- you how it happened, Kathy. Oh God! Let him speak. Dell told the story on the show. <laughs> And the world kicked some ass. Is that how it happened? world kicked ass. The fucking the perverted podcast sleuths went out and did some detective stuff and went and tracked. Is that not the... That's what happened, right? Well, they popped up in the towel laundry room. Um, uh, what was it? On Friday. So it's like, oh, cool. Great. Um, so I'll get them back. So they reappeared. That was also after I bought a replacement pair, so <laughs> that hurt a bit. But now I got two pairs of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> so somebody thought, oh, fuck, I better put these goddamn things Yeah, back. because they weren't in well, the Well, I did share room. exactly what they looked like. And it was like, only the pants, not the boxers moved to the towel room. Exactly. Leather pants that you don't wash, of course. Uh, yeah, they all, yeah. Oh, they, shifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, somebody stole them, and then they were like, hey. You it was better like, we had like these. five or six people that lived there look for them before I left. So it was like. I'm pretty sure they look theirs. Right. So can I remind? I'll, I'll take them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So one of the people that lived there, 
uh, quite possibly was lying because a lot of people, a lot of roommates, and I don't know these people, maybe they're all very, very honest, but don't, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that uh, people steal your, because I hear that in AA well, all the time. Also, just thing, the, I the helped party you. had like 30, maybe 40 sure, people, sure. and I only know like a third of those. Yeah. So it's like, hey, look, they have the nerdy crowd and the, like, the party crowd. I know and trust one of those groups. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, just to be suspicious, just, uh, you know, there are people that actually did the stealing and then they help you look for it to throw the scent off. I, I got people in the room that know, know the story. Just one. I don't trust nobody, Kathy. I know you When it don't comes trust to leather anyone. pants, you trust nobody. Okay. <laughs> nobody. You put a fucking Kojak, Lojack, what do you. Kojak. <laughs> you put, Kojak. Put, put, coach, Telly Savalas. put Telly Savalas. Who you loves you, Co- baby? You put Kojak on those fucking leather pants. It helps you not find it at all, but it comes with a six-pack of those Tootsie Pops. For free. <laughs> That's it. Well, they do have eight pairs of pockets. I could put in one of those like Bluetooth trackers. Oh, in, that would be like, amazing. That would be amazing. Because you've seen them. They have eight pockets. They're all real pockets. I can fit my sure, entire sure. hand in all of them. How much of the Bluetooth... Uh, how much of those little... They're like... 20 or 30 bucks. And how much do the pants cost? 500. That's worth it. Spend the 20 bucks, put the Bluetooth in. Or just keep them wrapped around your neck when you do play stuff. What? No. No. Just wrap it around like a scarf. No, around the waist like a dorky kid with the sweaters. (laughs) $500 for pants. Those things are not going anywhere away from me. Taking them everywhere. I'm going to bring my own fucking mannequin to put them on. Excuse me, baby. I'm going to take off the leather pants. I'm going to put them on Gina. It's my mannequin's name, by the way. Gina. Gina the mannequin. Can we move on, Holds my leather pants. No, Boogie. No? No. Okay, fine. Celebrate your veg, cause it rocks. Put a needle in your cock on fat life. <laughs> you do not have a mannequin. I would if I had $500 pants. <laughs> You'd buy a mannequin just for the pants. Carry around with you under your They're arm. Like maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. If that. Wow. All right. We should have a mannequin in here and then put a dildo on it and let girls fuck the mannequin. Okay. I volunteer myself. No, no, you just what? put a no. dildo on one of the girls wow. and then they fuck Tony the other just one. got up. Oh my God, he has one. I'll he's, bet you I anything bet he has one. He he's got a smile on his he's face. Gonna... He's going deeper into the bowels of his house. I am so afraid that something very dust covered is coming. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to start. Mel is very until... sad that him getting up. Now they're just cuddling the bunny I brought. She, yeah, she's the one that looks really horrified. So I think she might even know what's going on. Oh! oh! What is that? He just dropped in the middle of the it's room. It's a ragdoll dummy from it's like a, video game shooters. It's a ragdoll <laughs> dummy. So it's not huh? a, a gel dummy. Well, I, no, no, no. It's, yeah, I it's, really, I, I'm afraid to ask what you use this for. When I was first learning my rope, it has real hands, so I can tie and arms that move. <laughs> yeah, so I can. That's what you do. Realistic tying. You it's, buy a dummy. That's the most pathetic sight I've ever seen. It's lying in the middle. Of There's the not room. a hole in it. <laughs> I was I was surprised that he threw it out in the middle of the room and there was no stained hole in the middle of it. I, I, you know that because it's so like typical in, of it's kind you. of androgynous. That's you know, the you'd first have to, thing you think you'd of. You have to put a wig on it. Mel's looking at Mel seems embarrassed, but you know I think there's a part of her that's like, if you put something on it, I'd call it daddy. No. <laughs> no. Shall I move on? Okay, go. This on. is a post by Daddy's Hellcat called "You Trip Along the Way While You Learn," and she says. 
Daddy accidentally violated my consent. Ouch. We attended an event last night, a cops and convicts night, where you were brought before the judge and punished for cutesy little crimes. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? It was a great time and it was well executed. But Daddy was the one to take out my punishment and he had options to choose from. One of those options was caning. Now, we've played with many things, but a cane hasn't been one of them. Now, I've been open to it, but I wanted to work up to it by seating privately before we messed around in public at an event. I was publicly caned in front of a room of people before I could discuss it with him, and I did not handle it well. I'll admit the brat came out in me hard. I was so pissed I mouthed off and publicly humiliated Daddy in front of the group of people. I'm not proud of it, and after it came out, I instantly regretted it. But we went upstairs afterwards, and he could see I was upset and angry with him. We talked. He apologized. He knew he had fucked up. He assumed since I was open to the idea of caning, it would be okay, but he didn't truly think it through. I apologized, too, for acting out, and we moved on with our night and still had a great time. Why did I write this? To show that even though Daddy and I have a wonderfully open communication, shit still goes wrong, and it's okay, as long as the lines of communication stay open and we can voice issues and correct them so it doesn't happen again. It makes me grateful to have such an open relationship with him. He's still human. We make mistakes, but we can't dwell on them as we're growing. What a delightful story. It was delightful, wasn't it? fixing a problem. Would you like me to make you some tea? Uh, (laughs) Thank you. You have any grow poupon? (laughs) But of course... And it has a dick hole in it. And it Ew. Because I masturbate with gray poupon. Oh, buggy. What? Wouldn't that sting? Yeah, it is made with white <laughs> wine. I can't have gray poupon. I mean, I guess you can, but, you know, it's sad. It's got wine in it, and I just, yeah, it creeps me out. But I remember loving the gray poupon. It, it is a good mustard. All those times I stuck my dick in it as a 12-year-old. Oh, but, okay, ah, that's it. Move on. You wouldn't even notice when you finished. What? Why are you li- just this look? I have no this, words. That's this why. look like you don't know just me. Just putting that on my anti-bucket list. Come mustard. <laughs> come mustard. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Anti-bucket list. This, I... The, uh, this is a... Ah, what a great... A fantastic post. Fantastic post that all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I got to tread lightly. Why? Because th- I, I would think this is what I've heard you say is you fuck up and it, it just. That is absolutely correct. But when it starts with my daddy violated my consent, I think the end, I'll start from the end and maybe work backwards. In the end, this is a couple that has been together and you know that these are people that have your best interest 99% of the time. So a fuck up uh, that that deals with you didn't ask my permission before this or whatever, that is normal in those types of relationships. And if everyone communicates through it, like in this case where, hey, I fucked up, hey, I fucked up, um, you know, apologies were made, efforts to rat- what is it? Wow. rectify, rectify, <laughs> rectum, I don't even know. Oh, my God. <laughs> To rectify the situation, and then they were able to move on and have a great time. It's an amazing story. And I'm like, when is this word? Because now we're dealing with, because so many people respond 
to this differently. And I don't want to disrespect the people who would have made this a bigger deal because that would have hurt them more or whatever. But you understand what I'm saying? No. That it, okay. Let me let me try to explain. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of explaining. You're not happy I, with the fact that he violated the trust. No, in the no, first no, place. no, no. I'm there's there's no. Their situation is completely. They handled it. This was the way to handle it because it is true. When you are in a relationship and you are exploring with your intense emotions and hormones and desires you're going to fuck up. We've said it on the show a million times. You cannot do a lifestyle like this that has sadomasochism and role plays and headspaces and, oh, I like rape fantasy and I like this. There is no way you are going to do these things perfectly every time and not cross some boundaries or have some things where you assume something or in the heat of moment you said this or she said this or whatever. You are going to have these fuck-ups and this is the way you deal with them. You communicate through it and you deal with it. But when there's words like consent and things like that, I kind of am like, this situation worked out in a relationship where people were already established and together. It might have been a little more red flag and a little more serious if this was people that didn't know each other well and those types of things weren't discussed in advance and people just took liberties and did certain types of play with you. Does that make sense? It does. There are, there are way too many variables to figure out. There are the two distinct differences, as you say, couples who either don't know each other or know each other very little because they've just met versus couples in a long-term committed relationship. Yeah, completely different things, and the post is just about, the poster's just talking about why you're going to fuck up and sure. you're just going to have to figure it out. On the other hand, if you are somebody who is seeing a pattern in your partner where this is happening too consistently to be uh, something that can be glossed over or explained away, that's something of concern. But that's not what's happening here. No. We're talking about isolated instances in which things go wrong. You're you're in a play party, and the 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 theme of the party is is you're supposed to be acting out these things. And sometimes when you get in front in front of a group of people and you're supposed to play a role, you kind of forget that you've got uh, someone with you whom you have a private relationship with and you had these boundaries and your brain starts to think, well, maybe it's okay because as she said, we had discussed caning. I mean, it's a, it's a tricky area and this is, these are the things that you don't see coming because it, you've you've discussed it and you finally you suddenly find yourself in a weird situation where you're you're performing for a crowd the heat of the it, moment exactly. you got that performance thing and yeah. it, it, it's real and it's when those things happen that you don't expect that you're not anticipating that that you find out what kind of relationship you really have absolutely you go upstairs like she says they go upstairs they discuss it each one confesses to their culpability in this they both apologize to each other and they move on Probably one of the best ways you, I've seen examples I've seen of really good communication. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. So, how can we now to the person who doesn't have the great relationship where they can deal with it like this? What are things that you would do to avoid those types of things? I have a big performance anxiety, not anxiety. Um, <laughs> I'm a big performance yeah. whore. Yes, I have no anxiety <laughs> about performing. I love to perform, but that heat of the moment that you can get kind of swept up in because you have the approval of others. You have now, there is an aspect of public play where you have now left the intimacy of your one-on-one 
and you are now performing, the rest of the room is now involved in your play scene. And I know goddamn well no Tony knows what I'm talking about because he's a big performance player where he does things and he has big plans and he sets out and 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 there's a lot of fun and there is an element that that is that includes the rest of the audience. And there is that fear that comes in when something challenges your performance that can make you, and I'm just speaking honestly, that can make you push boundaries to be like, can you just shut up and go through this? I'm, I'm, people are watching me. Yeah. People are watching me do my thing. Because can you just take the fucking cane? Yes. Because I'm being watched and I'm going to lose my brownie points. And suddenly and, you have more than just your partner to please. You yes. have an audience to please. And now you now that becomes a challenge. Oh, well, they'll fucking deal with it. Come on. They know me. Come on. And that little, that little voice in your that just wants that validation. Because, you know, we're not rock stars. And so we don't go on big stages. <laughs> I, I tried. Um and be able to perform for thousands of people that tell us how great we are. So when you're in that performance mode, you're kind of like, oh, God, oh, this is it. That is something you have to prepare for. If you are going to play in public and you are going to be an exhibitionist, you need to understand that there is going to be a very natural draw for most people to please the crowd. Yeah. And and you need to be very clear and and Mew and a lot of my other partners, they know I'm a performer when we are performing. When we're not performing, I don't give a fuck about anybody in the dungeon. I'm having a play scene with my partner. I want to go into a small room. Mew wants to go in the main room almost all the time because she's an exhibitionist. And there's nights where I'm like, look, I just want to play with you. Can we just go into a room? And that's fine. But there is something that pulls you. And there have been times where I have pushed um, and been like, I probably should have had more discussion about that. Yeah, it's an interesting aspect of public play that most people don't under don't see coming. So it it's a good thing to to know, especially if you're going out to you're not if you're not someone who doesn't just seem privately. And there's people, and and this these are the things. And like you said before, there are public players who are one hundred percent about the performance, right? And they don't give a fuck about the bottom. And we've all. Uh, seen seen those Uber uh, doms and doms. And it's not just gender specific. There are men and women that are big performance whores and they tend to not care and they bully their bottom, you know, and you hear reports. Well, I didn't really agree to this, but, you know, they're super, you know, fancy in the community. So they do this. And those are things to watch out for too. And when you negotiate with someone and you're going to play publicly and it's going to be a type of scene where you're going to play in front of other people as the bottom, it's very good for you to advocate for yourself and go, Hey, I understand it's going to be performance and we're going to be exhibitionists, but don't forget about me. Don't lose me. Don't, don't, you know, if you're going to objectify me, let's talk about that now. And that's because I've done that with Bunny uh, plenty of times with like boot worship or making her lick, you know, a lot of the things. And we talked about those things because part of the humiliation was the fact that it was in front of everybody. Right. You know, but I still had to not lose her. Mm-hmm. So Anthony's one of your fellow performers, eh? Anthony. Does this ever happen to you? Tony. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about it while you've been talking. And I guess to an extent, I've been kind of lucky in that sense. 
And it's funny, you, you, you talked about Mew wanting to be in the main room just because she's such an exhibitionist. I kind of am 50-50. There are certainly times I like it, but I also just like the main room because there's no time limits. I have a very hard time confining a scene to the hour you usually do right, in the right, room. Right. Um, but um, part of it, too, is I do it a lot, and I'm always on the fence about it because you don't want to ruin the headspace for who you're playing with. But I, I, I'm, I, you tell me if I'm wrong, Mel, but I think I do it a lot with you so far. Um, I'll say, is this okay? Can we do that? You know, I'll whisper it in their ear and sure. I'll check in a lot. And you're always, I don't want to do too much of it because then you pull them out of the headspace, but I also don't want to have a mishap. I, yeah. So, and I, you also don't want to negotiate with somebody. If I don't know if Mel gets, do you get subspacey? Sure. Have, we, have we even talked yeah. if she can yes, talk she on does. the show? Do yeah, you not yeah. want to talk on the show? Okay, just put the microphone up to her face. Shove her, shove her head in there. Because you're the you're. Ah! Did you hear And now you lost the participation, Tony. Nice fucking work. No. Yeah, here she comes. Just talk directly into the microphone. Okay. Did you just see that? Did you just see how little little? Let's move on, shall we? So sometimes I do get subspacey, but even then. It's still a matter of, like, I'm still okay enough that I can check in if I need to. And I can say if it is going to be, like, too much or anything like that. But it's also kind of nice because when you do have those check-ins, especially when mishaps happen, like spilling coffee all over the dungeon floor. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Payback. It's it's a great time to also, like, check in when things like that happen. So you know that everything's going okay and that, you know, it's not on fire or anything like that. That's All right, good. Very good, very mm. good. Thank you very much. I like it a lot. Very, very good. So so we cured this? No, stop saying that. We don't cure things. We make things worse. That's well, who we are. That's <laughs> who we are. We make it worse. Del, is there anything going on in the chat room? We are attempting the name Ronalyn's um, genitalia. There there are some contenders for the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this. This is the stuff I love. Oh good work, Del. <laughs> He's just sitting on a couch. Naming genitalia is big stuff, perverted <laughs> podcast. All right, what are some of the contenders? So the contenders were Little One One, Chaos Pixie, Whittle Ronalyn, Terminator, <laughs> Whittle Sinogog Smasher, and Wonder Weasel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am pretty good. Terminator 2. What? Just because it, it raises a question instantly. What the fuck? It was Terminator 1. <laughs> Why is this? You mean they'll want to see it? Right. Yeah, okay. Right. I get, I get For curiosity purposes. Well, obviously, it's the anus. So, uh, it's yes. Very good. <laughs> that's pretty. That's fucking so Terminator, crazy Terminator 2, I get number two because it comes out of the butt. <laughs> no? No? You look like a little kid just then. Did I get it right? Did I? <laughs> Is that number number one, number two? They have toilets now, Kathy. I'm sorry, son. It's third grade for you again next year. (laughs) They have toilets now that have like two drops for poo-poo and one drop for pee-pee, and you're supposed to save water. Okay, Boogie. That's that's special. You keep telling me I can't talk about poo, and here you are talking about poo. I was just talking about toilets. (laughs) Oh, my God. Your little is coming out. I'm not a little. Thank you so much to Daddy's Hellcat for letting You're not us the see boss of him. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking daddy, a big daddy that has, you know, I have to adapt. <laughs> no one believes you. I put things in butts. You're obsessed with the butt. <laughs>
Okay. PP report. What? What's that first thing on there? PP oh. listener school photo. Oh, oh. That's I'm you. Supposed, That's I'm all you. I'm supposed to look at it. Okay, yeah, okay. you are. <laughs> Why? I print it out. You don't look at it. I, I went, don't print it out. You complain. I went in order. At least That's he gets all one. I, That's all I... Oh, Jesus. Butthurt Christ. Do you want mine? Uh, I went in the order you said. That was all I'm I was focusing happy, on. I'm like, yes. don't click the wrong one because you said these were important. No, I just wanted that order because I want my way. Fucking needy bitch. Jesus Christ. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. And this was a discussion, and did we talk about... Oh, okay, jonesing for half a pee-pee. We'll talk about that after. Um, but in a discussion we will have that we will now continue later in this segment, that we'll talk about that. Um, I was looking for more inspiration because to my perverted podcast listeners, to our family, to the people that I am so dare I say, intimately interwoven. The people that know more about me than I know about myself. The listeners that we are just literally a part of for four years. That we, I have shared, in, and we'll talk about it in a minute, that I have shared damn near every intimate, horrifying detail of my life with. I don't know what you fucking look like. I have an intimate relationship with you and you have an even more intimate relationship with me because you hear what I, it's one like the one side, you know, I know you're there and I see the emails, you know, that we come in and you write us amazing things and you interact with the show and you say, this is who we are and thank you for helping us in this situation and that. And this was funny. But I don't see you, and I'm an incredibly visual person. Mm-mm. And it can be very, very frustrating that sometimes after, even after four years, even though you get the letters, you're like, are we talking to anybody? Are these numbers real? Right. So what are you saying? So, I don't understand. So Where are you I, going with this? So I, gotta, I had to fix it, and I said, PP school photo. Okay. No one's sending in photos of themselves. Why not? Why would you send a photo no, of no, yourself? No, no, no. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. Help me out. Because when I'm making, because I'm making storage, and it doesn't have to be a thousand, okay? This is going to turn into another, like, map of the no, world with no, the it's pins not. Do you, Are you wearing panties? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I thought, okay, good. It's very good. They're Thanks. pink. Did you see how, my imagination. Did you see Thanks. how I just, <laughs> did you see how I just pimped a flash? Just by acting like I didn't know whether she had panties or not, and she flashed? Uh, no. Yeah, that's you. game, by the way. No, it's um, not. And, and there were cute panties. Uh, so what I want to help me identify, like when I'm sitting in storage today making a jingle and it's 90 degrees for some fucking reason in November and I'm sweating it out and I can't, you know, get focused. What if I had like a little page and I could like put some pictures of some of our, just face. I don't want like tits and incriminating things, but like those that are kind of out. Can you send a, just a let small me, picture of your face and then I can make like a little collage? Let me see if I have this straight. Yeah. You want our listeners to send just a picture of their face, having faith in you that the picture is just for you and won't be posted anywhere. Well, if it's just your face, I, I mean, okay, yeah. Wow, way to raise a doubt there, Kathy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't <laughs> do it. Well, he went so, so, yeah. <laughs> I posted your picture on Facebook of your face. No, 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 totally understand that, yes, I could put it on FetLife and say, these are all the mouths I fucked. 
you know, sure, I could do that. But if you are out, we have out of our listeners, there's a lot of them that work in the community or whatever, or they're out or they don't think I'm, you know, whatever. And so that's why I'm not, don't send me pictures of your body or whatever. But I want, I, I, I know it sounds crazy. No, it actually makes sense. What If there are listeners out there who don't mind sending a picture, I mean, it doesn't have to be every listener we have. No, if I can get 10. Then that you could put a collage in and make, make it look a little, like a school picture. Yeah, make a little, put a little school picture and I can put it up by where I make music. or And or look I'm, at them when you're making jingles. Yeah, so and, I'm like, look, I actually have fun. Kathy, I was, a, I was a stage performer. I've been in bands like my whole the early youth and, you know, the Christian stuff. And I always had bands. And even though there was like five two people in the audience, sometimes there was a lot more. Um, you know, I, I want an audience. I want to interact with people. And it's like, I look at the numbers and it says, you have a church of about a thousand. Or, you know, after four weeks, that show has kind of rolled out at about 13, 1400. So that's, you know, probably around, you know, some people click twice. You know, so you're like, we got a church of about a thousand people that listen to us every week. And I don't fucking see that crowd. Kathy, do you have, I've performed in front, you know, just, Okay, I've done things in front of big stages, but that was radio and it wasn't my crowd. You know, they weren't mine. But I've done shows in front of four or five, six hundred people that were my crowd. And Kathy, 400 people, a hundred people that are into what you do, that are letting you know and interacting with you and like, yeah, fuck yeah. That is the greatest fucking high you've ever had in your life because you just feel enraptured in this celebration and you're leading it and it's just it's awesome and i just i have to intellectualize it with the show right and i'm getting to that point to where it's kind of frustrating like i'm like i know you're there and i i i just wish you know i could have like something there so that's why i'm like if can you send a picture of your face a small teeny little picture like you know like a one by one and send it to perverted podcast at you, and I will make a collage so I can just sit it there and go. These people are listening, right? Does that make sense? I mean, is this nuts? Do I just sound like I'm you know nuts? Um, no, I don't think you're nuts. I, uh, I think it also you'd get a lot more people if you uh, were cool with like digital avatars. Like a lot of people have those like. Uh, oh, you like, mean like fake internet shit? No, I okay. want pictures of human Enigma's fucking beings. just trying to have to choke down his throat. Also, if you ever went on the Discord, roses. you would probably see some of them. And also their sexy bits. I don't want to see their sexy bits. Thank they you for the advice. No, I need real people. Everything I've done in the last 20 years has been all fake. Internet, no contact. So I want faces. I, the whole time Didn't mean to bite off your head, but I'm, a, I'm an asshole. The whole time I've, you've been talking, I'm picturing Rupert Pupkin from The King of Comedy with his cutouts of an entire Johnny Carson audience. Perfect. <laughs> and that's, that's really what you need. That's garbage can Mel. That's, that is good. That is wonderful. Did she just send that? Yes. Good. Yes. Okay, good. Send those to pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, and I will collage them together. And That's nice. That would be... It, it would just help me. It, it, this I just, is a personal thing. It's yeah, not meant to yeah, advertise. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not meant yeah. to, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make money. Like, maybe I'll put your faces on milk cartons and say you guys are missing and oh, charge no. ransoms don't or something. I don't know what I would do. Heads. But okay. just if you are out and you're okay with sending me a picture of your face, just a smile... You know, then I'll just, you know, make my collage and go on with my silly life. Right. All right. What's five Mondays? That's uh, Lux who wrote to us. <gasps> now, Lux is very funny because what Lux said was there's five Sundays this month. 
And there are five Sundays this month, but that doesn't really mean anything to us. And I think what Lux meant She's was... She's speaking in code. There's five Mondays in December because when right, there's right. five Mondays, we do... The per, 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 pajama erotica. Yeah. So Lex says there's five Mondays this month. You gotta follow through with the granny panties and call the show <sighs> Pagranma Erotica. <laughs> you know, Lux is that person. She hasn't been on the show. Are they she or they? Or, I think it's a I, she. Okay, okay. Uh, they're on the show uh, very rarely anymore because I guess they're busy with their life or whatever. And people have lives. And people have lives. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> people have lives. But Lux is always really good. You know Lux is listening because so many great ideas and whatever. That's true. It's very fastidious about going, don't forget this, dickhead. <laughs> don't forget granny panties. <laughs> this is important stuff. What are we going to do with Grandma Rodica? You said you were going to buy some granny panties and I was going to wear I them. I did, didn't I? Yeah. What was, why did we talk about that? I was going to buy granny panties. Because they were comfortable. Okay. And you were kind of settling into the fact that... I'm going to make a mental note. Buy help. granny panties for Boogie. To okay. with anybody. And well, we were is, all going to wear them, Is this them, just right? me? Or is everyone going to wear... They're all well, right. I don't, Kathy, you know, how much are granny panties? Uh, Walmart, very cheap. Okay. Because right. I kick you down with it. You I, can wear them over your pants if you're, a, you know, have to be a little you're girl a fucking, about it. If you're a fucking pussy. That's right. No, we ain't going to be... Can you just make sure... Look at Anthony's all... I'm not wearing fucking granny not, panties. Not on my wicker chairs, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll put down a towel. I'll bring my own goddamn towel. No, I mean... Put what, am I going to crap through the granny panties? Am I going to tinkle my granny panties? I have some sort... What is it? Consonance? What, what are you... Incontinence. Incontinence. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm fine. Like this whole time, Anthony, I've been sitting in this chair. I haven't pissed once. No. Just okay, just time. to be clear, we're not going to just wear nothing but granny panties to the show. You can put them on underneath your pants. I, You just have to wear them. Now you're a pussy. I am not. What the hell? If you're going to have granny panties, you got to sit in granny panties, take some pictures, and be like, that guy. No pictures. Boogie is in granny panties. I'm no. Wearing, well, then I'm not going to do it. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to hey, be Hey, Lux a, said we're doing it. Yeah. Could you wear them as a hat, or do you have to actually wear them like <gasps> panties? Because you can boogie can wear I them as a hat. Like I like the idea wear, of the hat. Work. I think above and below would work. I think that, wear a crown. I'm gonna yes, yes. I'm gonna say that you can put them on your head and you can put them on over your pants because not everyone. Otherwise, this thing will be a bust. Nobody will want to wear them. I've already told you. I am committed. If you give granny well, panties, I'm gonna wear them. Are different. I'm talking about the audience who. I'm pretty sure Dell. Dell. You don't have a problem wearing granny panties, <laughs> do you? Face. As long as I'm getting objectified, I'm good. Okay. Well, All right. Make sure Devil's here. Enigma. And smack what about you around a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, nobody cares. Okay. All Tony? right. Fine. I will buy. Don't, look. Oh, look at that look of resolve. Like, oh God. Now I'm getting the peer pressure. This is my house. I don't, don't have to wear granny panties. Don't put pressure on the guy whose house this is, please. You don't have to wear, but she can wear them for you. Wait, wait, what's going on? Oh, God damn it. So that's the cutouts of an entire audience. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so good, good. I'm literally, literally writing in my to-do list, buy, buy granny, some granny panties. panties. Can you make sure they're large? Because I'm not exactly a, large, a, a, tiny, got it. a tiny folk. <laughs> I will buy De- all kinds Del of Del will sizes. swim in them. 
Tell Wilson. <laughs> they'll just literally start doing the breaststroke <laughs> in the granny panties. All right. Also, we have our own garbage can. Mel wrote to us. Very good. Very good. Now, this is regarding uh, half a PP. Not other Mel. This is garbage can Mel. This is the garbage OG. can Mel. The OG, the OG Mel. <laughs> OG garbage can. So we did have a PP, you and I. We did. And uh, somebody had complained because, of course, we hadn't. Was, hadn't didn't do our, uh, what our was October. it? Our October uh, car show. Yeah. And we also talked on the show about. You and I, uh, well, some crazy fucking idea you have as usual where we're going to walk into, uh, you know, a sex shop, you and I, and do, you know, roving reporter on the ground. Let's see what's going on. Okay. Which I was let's, like. Okay. First read the thing and then let's talk about that car show. Yes, we will. Garbage Can Mail says, I've always liked the pervs on the street ideas you guys sometimes toss around. If you can work it out, give it a shot. We can be your guinea pigs. If it sucks, only a few of us will have to experience it. <laughs> we don't have Way that, to look on the bright side, We don't no. have that many patrons. It's kind of true. But if it's great, maybe it can be an occasional segment on the regular show. By the way, it was me asking about October's half a pee-pee because I was jonesing. So basically, only one person cared that we didn't do an October half a pee-pee. Sure, others cared, but they just weren't aggressive about She says, thanks for adding the theme song back in. I was totally missing it. You did a live theme song. We did song. The ukulele, ukulele theme song where you I and I loved. sing. Yes, so we'll, I was we this will, close to start singing with you. For those of you that don't know, our patron subscribers, the people that donate to Perverted Podcast, uh, pretty much the only perk that they get besides a couple days early access. We put the show up immediately following the next day for uh, our patron supporters. And then once a month, Kathy and I actually get in a car with a little recorder and we drive around and, and we record a separate show that, that the regular uh, audience can't hear. And it's and it's just for our patron subscribers, and so we started the car show. This was our third, I think, uh, the no. third the third car show that we've done. No. Yeah, if not third or fourth, tops. Four. Yeah, okay, maybe fourth. Three. God, what are you thinking? Jesus Christ, Kathy. Okay, <laughs> literal Christ. Um, and all I'm going to say is, you know. We're like, okay, we got to bring topics and we've got to produce it a little bit and kind of up it up. Because a lot of it was us just yelling at each other and yelling at strange people on the road. But this last car show uh, for for the patron supporters uh, was by far uh, the best uh, car show because it got really heavy. Um and fun. I mean, it was fun. We had topics. It was like a, it was like a solid show with with no audience. But then all of a sudden, it got kind of crazy because we're driving around my old childhood neighborhood, um, and I'm like, turn down the street, and I'm like, this is the apartment I live in, and this, and then I made Kathy drive to the end of the street, and I go, you see this house? Yeah, this is where my uh, my older friend and I used to sodomize each other when I was a child, and it ruined my entire teenage life because it fucked up my whole head, and. and <laughs> Just all of a sudden went into, you know, that and it was very honest. And obviously I've dealt with that a long time, but how crazy on the show to just drive to that house and go, what transpired there, which should have just been considered maybe normal childhood curiosity. I don't know if most little boys stick dicks in each other's asses for a year, Um, but that's what I did. Uh, And... You know, but just to talk about that and experience that, you know, with Kathy, and then Kathy opened up about some things that were really painful 
yeah. for her. And I don't know why we went there. It, I I don't know. I don't know. But it's just it was a good show. It, it was it it was fun. And I just wanted to talk a little bit. Obviously, I, I I want people to join Patreon and support us and and go get the show. Um, but uh, and also what we did talk about is um, me calling ahead of time because there's a billion sex stores. And whatever, and we're not getting a lot of toys for reviews right now. So maybe if I organize with the sex shop and say, "Hey, can we come in? We're just audio recording. Can we just talk about some of the toys on the shelf and maybe talk to a manager or something?" Or they just leave us alone and let us just goof around in the store and talk about you know some of the toys and you know here's something they do and and this material's good and this material's not good kind of thing, and and see how that works. Yeah. Yeah, well, Kathy's Kath like, yeah, dubious, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, did, you're dubious. Yeah, what does that mean? You don't give a fuck. Doubtful. Oh, just, oh, I don't. Is that what dubious means? Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that doubtful? Yes. So, yeah. what does indubitably mean? Not doubtful. Undoubtedly. 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 Indubitably. Indubitably. The in reverses the meaning of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, did Latin. you just grunt like a caveman? <laughs> So you're telling me that when I stick my dick in Whiskers' asshole, then that reverses the fact that we're having anal sex? You're reaching, man. You're trying too hard. Did so you say I just totally flammable? It's not flammable. Okay. So it's not putting it in. It's taking it out. I don't. This which is somehow makes it low. This is where grammar just corrupts my mind. That's true. You know? By the way, that was uh, episode number nine of. Half a pee-pee. No, half a peepee, but the third car show where we got in the car. Yes. Okay. Maybe the fourth. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I know you're stuck on four. Just go ahead and have I it. I like four. Four Just works have, for me. We have you. done four. Four is, is, my, is my number. Well, God damn it. And we got to do one next week because to make oh, yes, up, to make got, up to make for the up fact for the that next we did. One. Let's not drive down my old neighborhood. No. Let's just say that was that was good for for that show and uh, in the... Move the fuck on. Tell us we're swell. Tell us to go to hell. Just tell us fucking something on perverted mail. Um, box. Oh, God, oh! Such a dork. 90 degrees <laughs> in that storage. I forgot the word. No, we have to stick in an extra syllable. <laughs> well, you know, box didn't rhyme with mail, swell, and hell. Uh-huh. So, just, <laughs> fuck it. Just stick it at the just end there. Stick it at the end. FNMO wrote to us. Remember FNMO? FNMO. FNMO. This, FNMO. Is, FNMO. this is the guy who wrote to us some other, some fucking advice, and we talked about it, and then his wife is listening to the show going, they just said FNMO. Is that you? <laughs> and she found out oh, he right, had right. written into the show. Okay. Now, bear, you know, just bear with me on this, because it's going to sound very similar to the perverted, uh, fat, to the male, the fat life stuff that we just said. So he says, we need to have a discussion on tops, doms, and masters not breaking our word to our bottom subs and slaves. If we say we are going to do something, do it. I told my sub that I would swat her three times with the crop. Well, I hit her five times. I not only broke her trust, I broke her heart. Two swats may not seem like a lot, but it wasn't what she expected. Yes, she can take the pain, and yes, I could have given her more, but it wasn't what I said I would do. Whether it be opening a car door, making dinner, spanking, or just washing her hair, she or he relies on the instruction to be absolute. Just do what you say. Kathy, can you please clean this up and make me sound smarter than I really am like you do so I like, well? <laughs> I like FNMO's like, hey, guys, you got to help me. Like, we're now the personal <laughs> fix my fucking relationship, you know, show. And he says, and Boogie, thanks for hanging out another week in this fucked up world with the rest of us. 
And congratulations to Mew for kicking ass. That's very nice. That is very good. Well, Thank, thanks again for all the hard work you guys do um, to keep the insane. Uh, I don't even understand what he wrote in this last thing. But anyway, stuff. yet more proof. Now, I wanted to read this because it was in keeping with what the Fet Life stuff topic about. Here we have two instances in which dominance fuck up. Sure. And in which they have to fess up to it. So much so he's willing to do it that he's writing us so that we talk about it on the show. Sure. Which would seem humiliating, but he's like, hey, we fuck up. Now, frankly, his attitude and your attitude, Boogie, sometimes amazes me that dominants are so willing to confess to having messed up. Because a lot of people... Well, we're trying to avoid a rape charge. No, um, it's not. Just, just, yeah, just to, no, not to downplay my greatness, but, you know... We don't want to go to jail. Just try not to go to jail, you know? So because you figure you should probably be a little more observant of, you know... To the, the average consent. person looking at a dominant, your confidence and your arrogance seem to be a big uh, part of who you are. And yet, it seems, it's counterintuitive to think that somebody like that would so readily confess to having just messed up royally, apologize to their submissive, and try and make the relationship stronger. It doesn't seem to somebody looking in, or particularly to somebody who is just starting out in the kink community, that that's what you can expect of your dominant. Well, well go ahead, go ahead, Tom. There's two ways you could look at it. It's like, oh no, they... They don't make any mistakes. They're totally domly dom. But then there's the, oh, yeah, I don't make mistakes. That's showing weakness. You can't show that you're human. That's a problem. Yeah. One is a red flag, and and one is the reason why you're hearing these stories from people who've been in relationships for a while with their partners. Um, because if you don't have communication, like we talked about before, then you're going to come in with that arrogance that sometimes newer doms, myself included that are afraid to fuck up because, you know, obviously it's, they're not going to like me or whatever. You haven't experienced that communication yet that literally not only resolves a situation, but it teaches you something and it builds more intimacy in the relationship. It's counter. It seems counterintuitive to where like, if I fuck up, uh, you know, they're going to leave, you know, and everyone has, you know, certain level of abandonment issue and whatever. So that, that forces more denial that I didn't really fuck up, you know, don't leave me, you know, whatever. But the reality is in these types of relationships in general, not absolute, uh, when you fuck up, how you handle that fuck up is the reason why they stay. And that that I know that sounds really weird. No, but it's true. I mean, I said earlier jokingly, well, how the fuck are, are you of all people getting <laughs> these girls to come into your Because storage? they don't expect much. <laughs> That's why. Kathy. Lower the expectations. Lower that bar. <laughs> walk down the hall, look at everybody, walk to the kitchen, walk back down the hall with a new point of view, pick but a date. That's a, Muse trick. Oh my god. It is a testament to um, how important those factors are to somebody, to a, a woman especially, in when they're looking for a play partner. And I think it's important. This is going to sound bad. <laughs> Go is, ahead. Buddy. You know, I hear these things in my head, and they're like, hmm, that's going to be interpreted uh, bad. It's very important that we have, every bottom has the right to have whatever restrictions they have, 
and every bottom and top has the right to have their feelings validated. Some people are just a fact more sensitive than others emotionally. They will take some a mistake more to heart, they'll take it more personally, and it will have more disastrous results than with other people who don't have that sensitivity. That does not diminish the person who is sensitive. It just means that's who you are. You're more sensitive. For most of my life, I was hideously sensitive. Everything hurt me. Now I'm butthurt half the time, but not all the time. But it is very, very important in this situation to understand that if you are with somebody who is very sensitive, your your curve of fuck-up is going to be less because you can cause more damage. Whereas in this situation... You know, when these two situations, we have public caning in the first uh, segment that we did, where it was a full-on public caning, and then it ended bad. And then in this one, it was two swats more. So those are two different levels. Um, and in the two swats more, I mean, he actually described it as broke her heart. Right. Uh, and that became uh, a very extreme uh, reaction. If you have somebody, if you're going to be with someone that's very sensitive, you have to know that maybe you have to negotiate that much more. You have to be that much more prepared for diligence. And that may not just be they're sensitive all the time. Sometimes they're just sensitive that day. Sometimes they're just sensitive that week. Maybe they're going through something in their life that they're having family problems or financial problems or you know some other problem that is making them more sensitive. So something as you know, two swats is going to make a huge difference just in that time. Oh yeah, it would make a huge difference to me if you say you're doing one thing and you don't do that, yeah. you do something else. Uh, it doesn't matter. Well, the the amount of, of trust that we've built up in a relationship will get me to a point where I'll give you a second chance, but just barely. Right. I you break something in me if you if you betray my trust that way. I mean, I feel that strongly about it. So I could totally understand that. What a crazy, crazy thing! Like literally, I played with Whiskers yesterday. I we had a great time. I spent probably an hour and a half, two hours of discussion before we discussed, we spent, you know, the, the afternoon together, you know, in between all the little play things and stuff, we had discussion. And then today we talked for an hour and 21 minutes and some seconds said it in my phone. (laughs) And I thought about that. I'm like, if that's a lot of communication to go fuck, you know, but you didn't just fuck. Did you? No, we did a lot of things, but it's just, it's so different from the non-kink life, like you don't have, like in non-kink, they call it pillow talk. You know, it's like you fuck and you're like, oh, that was really cool and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of talk and cuddle a little bit and you talk about, oh yeah, I like oral sex and that's nice, you know, but, (laughs) and that's all there is to talk about because that's all you did and that's wonderful. And if it's hot, yay you. But when you're doing, you know, violet wand and first time anal and, you know, all of the, you know, and claws and spanking and all of these things there is a whole you better like communicating yeah and it's exceptional like whiskers is a fantastic communicator and so it was a lot of fun to be able to like pick apart each thing and go oh how did you feel and and whatever and that was really awesome but but you got to do it oh yeah you have to be into it 
Because it's crazy how easy it is to fuck up. Oh, my God. Yes. That reminds me. Uh Uh-oh. All right. So do you remember how I told you a while ago that uh, Creative Explorer... At the beginning, I used to think, wow, he's a really great listener because he just listens to my stories. And you know me, Boogie. I can go on and on and on. You found his invisible earbuds. (laughs) (laughs) You found out he's actually listening to old cartoon theme songs. (laughs) While you're talking about really, really deep stuff. Oh, yeah, it would be so horrible. No, but he listens and listens and listens. And, and I always check in. I'm like, is this too much information? Am I giving you too much? You're still with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you want me to shut up? Because I can shut up. And he'll be like, no, no, I'm really interested. I keep talking. And at some point, I really grilled him about it. And he goes, oh, no, no, I really like your your tales of woe. <laughs> <laughs> and we and he kept saying shit like Casanova that. motherfucker. You really know how to work the blowjob, don't you? Uh-huh. Oh, when your pity party, I kind of enjoy your pity party when you yes. talk. And he kept, I said, well, so you're basically just living vicariously through me while I tell you about my fucked up, fucked up life and you sit back smugly thinking to yourself, ah, I'm so much better off than this poor wretched creature. Yes, it's called Schadenfreude and he's enjoying it. Hey, but I, I do not like being your entertainment so that you can think to yourself how great your life Wait, is. Whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're like 200 episodes late to make that determination. Yeah, yeah. That, thank well, you, Well, I'm telling you that, that this has happened in the past. That is the exact point I was making. Yeah. So we discussed it and I told them, you, you really need to stop saying tales of woe because that is actually starting to fuck with my head. Yeah, it's insulting. Yeah, I don't like it. And he explained, I actually, uh, he was teasing me. And because he th- saw that it was getting to me, he teases more, which we normally like. But when I realized it had gotten to the point where it's actually starting to mess with me and piss me off, I need to talk to him. And we discussed it. And, and he said, yeah, well, let me explain to you exactly why it is I like listening to you without any teasing. And it was surprising that he really enjoyed listening to it, and we talked more about it, and, and it was great. And so he stopped using Tales of Woe. He stopped saying, he started saying, tell me more about your adventures. Advent- See, adventures is a much easier... Because it, w- and it was, he wasn't a lie. He wasn't trying to come up with it, but it was actually describing better why he liked listening to him. So along the way, we have made these little tweaks, and he has learned that... Y- you got to kind of be careful because teasing me is good. I like it. But there comes a point where I start to feel like I'm this dog that he's watching in an amused way as it chases its tail. And he's just laughing going, that's just so adorable. That's how I feel sometimes. And so I realize he's really learning because he, he likes to say, tease me and say I'm being overly melodramatic. Me, Boogie. Over dra- melodramatic. Del. <laughs> is this the time where i just <laughs> shut up yes say yes. yes okay i am not melodramatic just because i'm a fan of hyperbole doesn't mean that i'm melodramatic <laughs> keep it inside <laughs> just close that pressure valve <laughs> no use all that stress to cook some meatballs <laughs> <laughs> All right, I oh my can god. be melodramatic. Oh my god, have you guys ever like forced an orgasm to not happen? I've never had orgasm denial. Did you just? Did your orgasm just that go back just inside? Like, so it just sucked right back up and <laughs> through I, my I think fucking. I've done that, but it's tied it's up. Also, not of the fun, or it's delaying the fun. Not like, yeah, it oh had, no, it's ruined. No, this wasn't fun. It felt more like intestinal. It just felt like I just popped a kidney or something. I think that's <laughs> called a retrograde <laughs> orgasm. That's a thing. Ew. All right. So, like, I would show up at his place and go, I'm starving. Let's go in and go, yeah, right. You're starving. And it started the whole melodrama <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> okay, maybe I'm not starving, but I'm really hungry. Let's go eat. So he's, I started doing it again, like we were talking in the car last night or the night before. And I was just going, telling him about my week and how horrible it was. I was overly exaggerating, being melodramatic. And he goes, I like the flavor you're giving this stuff. It's Kathy-flavored commentary. <laughs> Kathy flavored commentary. It's working. That guy is learning. He's using better phrasing rather than telling me that is overly dramatic. It's good to hear. Creative Explorer improvement. Brought to you by Betty Crocker. Kathy flavored commentary. (laughs) Kathy flavored commentary. (laughs) Yeah. I I just realized Mew needs to up her game because I can totally I know when she's playing video games when we're on the phone. (laughs) I know. And part of that I love because it's kind of like Alzheimer's where you like tell a joke and then, you know, you turn around, you tell the same joke, the room laughs, you know, uh, that's what it's like. That's so, how you test her. <laughs> that's how you test her. So she's like my Alzheimer's audience um, because she doesn't listen. And which is, you know, some people get really, really hurt. And every now and again, I'll get butt hurt. But ultimately, I know I am a rambling, manic psychopath. So it's probably better. The reason we've been together for five years is because she does convincingly tune me out. Right. And what have you guys... What did you do in England? You broke the mic stand. Like, how did that even... Ha- like, it took two of now you... Now he's just holding well, it. Well, just Del, break. Del moving it over to me to talk, and as he was moving it, it popped off the stand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stick it up the butt of that thing and screw it in. No, you're going to have to pick up the other one and yeah, yeah. and turn it like... Watch out for the cord. You guys will handle it. And we'll wait. So, yeah, what so Enigma has so, to And say. we're just going to hear. Maybe we should turn that mic off while you do that turny, twisty thing. Ah, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, it's sort of in. We'll fix it if later. If we have to listen to it, the audience has they to do. listen to it. <laughs> That's a professional show, What do you have to say, it. Enigma? So, uh, I was recently... You have to talk in. I was recently in a uh, long-distance relationship, which right. that's a whole other thing. But um, I would be Skyping with my partner... And I have ADD, so like her her picture would be over here, and I would start like idly scrolling on Facebook, and she'd be like, we'd be like talking, and I'd get distracted by like some sort of video, and Enigma, and she would just like stop, and I'd be like, oh shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> yo, what do I say? I got caught. You don't know how to go. Well, that's very interesting. I know I would, but she'd be like, "Daddy," I'm like, "Oh, right, yeah, oh, Sorry, daddy. yeah." Well, yeah. It didn't happen. It fucked. didn't happen too. It was more earlier in our like Skype back and forth, but like right. when I realized that she was paying attention, um, I hate that. But yeah, don't hit me, Dell. I realized it was a bad move. <laughs> Dell just went like, "You're an idiot!" and smacked him in the back of the head. I know I was. Yeah, you don't do that. You gotta have those things where you just can. This is why you text and you can play like turn-based games. Problem hey. solved. Oh my god, you are so. <laughs> you gotta screw it, it in more than ah, Jesus Christ. What is it? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, music. Fine. Okay. We're almost at the end anyway. <laughs> oh, we're almost at the end. They did it again. I'm getting a gym in. Let me hold What? It. They did it again. Look what they did to the mic stand. He saw. <laughs> <laughs> Incapable of screwing. That's what the problem is here. There's too many dicks. grandma does not suffice. Go to perverted podcast for some fucking advice. Now, screwing on a microphone stand <laughs> by Betty Crocker. <laughs> Kathy flavored commentary by Betty Crocker. <laughs> All right, you ready? Oozing into the next segment. This is from an anonymous listener who's like, 
can I please remain anonymous? Please, if you don't want us to <laughs> Why say would anybody want to identify themselves with this show? <laughs> and this person asks, how do you love a Vulcan? She's been in a DS relationship with her boyfriend for just under a year. She says, we have an amazing relationship. I have never felt so connected to a person in my life. Everything is good. The reason she calls him a Vulcan is that this is really sad. He has a long history of numerous horrific things happening to him, which have left him, not surprisingly, with a tremendous amount of PTSD. And one of the boundaries that he's put into place to deal with all this is that when a big problem comes up, he shuts off his emotions, he deals with the problem, and then later he lets the emotions flood back in. Not, that's not uh, unusual. It's not, it's not a horribly unusual. It's actually unusual, a very yeah. uh, sane thing to do. Now then, I, we don't know the situation. He may be like, I'm going to also you know, sharpen knives and you know, sit by myself in a corner. Okay, well, uh, let me just explain that on her side of things. <laughs> no <laughs> she, knives. Vulcans was, don't use knives. That's true. She was in an abusive relationship with, I love how she puts this, a narcissistic toxic gaslighter who brainwashed her for multiple years and used her own mental problems with anxiety and depression to his advantage. Basically, what this douchebag did is to keep her in a state of limbo and right. uncertain of what's happening. Keeping you doubting yourself uh, constantly. You need me. You can't survive exactly, without me. Exactly, yeah, which yeah. for her became obviously an extremely bad headspace to be in. So here's where it gets interesting. Because her boyfriend, the Vulcan, recently suffered a health scare from something he contracted at work, which could have had serious health implications to her as well, in addition to even losing him his job, possibly. So thankfully, everything came out okay. Her test came out okay, but he's currently undergoing treatment. And no surprise, in order to deal with all this, he's gone Vulcan on her. Sure. Which means no sex, no kissing, no saying I love you, none of that stuff. Here's what she says. It's hard not to say I love you to someone who you've been telling it to for almost a year. I know he cares for me, but because he is in Vulcan mode, he cannot express most emotions, especially loving ones. He has said his feelings have not changed for me because if they did, we wouldn't still be talking. But even though he told me our relationship is not ended, it still really hurts to be in his limbo. My question is, how do you continue to love and respect the boundaries of someone who, for very good reasons, shuts off their emotions to process bad problems without triggering your own mental anxiety? You know they haven't left you. You know that they've put you in limbo through no fault of their own, but you are barely hanging on because of your own mental issues. I would especially love Boogie's input on this because I know he has extensively struggled with his own mental issues, and there are times that I am just like him in that the only way you can deal with the absolutely fucked up brain you have is to laugh your way through it. From one perverted nerd to a group of them, I thank you for any advice you may have. Hmm. You want to go first? Nope, you go for it. Because she really wants to get your opinion on this. Well, I, I have an opinion. And I have numbers. Numbers of opinions, and I'm trying to think of how to best approach this. The number one thing I would say, if you value this uh, relationship and you've done the balance, which we talk about on the show, where you know you're like, look, this person, when they are out of Vulcan mode, gives me uh, incredible things and meets my needs and makes me feel like a valid partner, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but for a couple weeks or whatever, they shut down to to help themselves. They have let you know ahead of time, just like I let everyone know ahead of time. Um, you're dealing with somebody that has a lot of problems with 
mental issues, mania, obstacles, that type of things. Everyone who plays with me, everyone who interacts with me, surely everyone who's listened to this show, you all know in advance, this is who I am. I am not going to be somebody different. So in in the first sense, I think it's incredible that uh, you and your partner have established this is my coping mechanism for better or for worse. This is how it is. You cannot change this and don't try to. That is absolutely self-advocating on both sides, whether you know it has a positive inco- outcome or not. That is the best way to deal with everything is honestly and upfront, this is what you have. Make your choice. If she decides that the couple weeks or whatever that he shuts off is worth it because the rest of the time it's pretty good and, and it's fulfilling, the next step is this is about your relationship with yourself. Because what you're doing is you're feeling a loss for the fact that you're not being validated by this partner, which is a, a completely in this situation very normal. This is, a, you know, whether or not you've been told in advance, it still fucking sucks. Especially because it happens to be one of your trigger points. Sure. And you have your history and your past with that. So it absolutely is okay to say that this sucks. But if you have committed to try to stick through it, you have to deal with yourself. You have to deal with that relationship with yourself and how you respond to these times so you can basically self-care, get your, you know, whether you have a support group of friends that are that, that can help you nurture with some of your emotional sides during this or family or other people that you're close to that you're not in a relationship with, whatever it is, this is your time to be with yourself, you can still be in, in the presence of this person, but you know they're in Vulcan mode. They're doing what they say they have to do. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks. This is like the perfect storm for him to get through what he needs to do with his one thing that he does to deal with it. It happens to be the one thing that royally fucks with your brain. You're yeah. somebody who's, who's having anxiety issues. And so, unfortunately, you're the one. He's found the thing that works for him. Right. And you have to find hasn't. a thing that works for you. And it might take some doing. This is a perfect opportunity. I mean, it's not going to sound like it. It's not like you're going to, oh, goody, now I get to try and figure out what, what's going to make me get through this. But it is an opportunity for you to find um, what works for you. It reminds me a lot of when we talk about aftercare. You have to find the thing that works for you. What The, the chocolate and the, the little cuddlies that work for one person may not be what works for the other person. For me, it's literally talking. And that would drive someone else crazy. Sure. She has to find the thing that works for her. And you do that by experimenting. What, what makes me, what is the opposite of that feeling of anxiety where I'm in limbo? It's a feeling of, of feeling sure of myself, confident, assured that my surroundings are there to comfort me. So find things that, that meet that need. Even if they're fleeting at first, even if... They don't make sense to the outside world, but this one thing makes sense to me. Do that thing. Be kind to yourself. This is about you now. Right. This is about finding the thing that works for you, just as he has been successful in finding what works for him. And what an exciting experiment. I mean, because ultimately, I don't know, I, you and I, were old, so we have this entire life of fucked up, failed experiments, and that's part of finding a great invention is that you fuck it up a lot. So if you don't have a lot going on in your life where you have to be psychologically stable and dependent right now, <laughs> then kind of look at it like an adventure. 
that it is an adventure and exploration of myself. Like, okay, I'm going to try to stick with this. Give yourself, say, for the next three weeks or whatever, set a time, and then say, I'm really going to invest in this experiment. If it doesn't work out, ultimately, if it doesn't work out and you have to say, I can't do this, I, you know, then you can't do it. Yeah. And I really, there's a couple of things that I would suggest. One is, to imagine like when what what you do when you are either sick or physically hurt you take extra good care of yourself you plan your day you make sure you get plenty of sleep you make sure that you're home at the right time when, one of the things that when my mother was diagnosed with uh with bone cancer um i did something that would make sense to nobody else but it made total sense to me it's going to sound ridiculous i would come home right after work i would get myself something to eat because i was not in the mood to make anything I would come home, I would clean the house, sweep the floors, because that made me feel made, good. And then I would sit, I would turn on the fireplace and I would sit in front of the TV in the fire with my two dogs and I would eat my dinner. That's what I would do because it was the most basic comfort that I could find for myself. So in a lot of ways, I revert to being a little. It, I don't really tell this to many people, but when I'm feeling really depressed, I watch Sesame Street because it makes me feel good. That it reminds awesome. me of the time when I was little and that brought me nothing but comfort and joy because these were just the most amazing characters and it was so much fun to watch. And I didn't have any care while I was watching them. You've never shared that. I haven't. And I am sharing it for her because I think this might help. Not everybody considers themselves a little, but everybody remembers what it's like to be little. So you're saying find, even if it's not Sesame Street, find something that created that innocent environment and recreate yeah, that in create, your own time where it's Create a safe. little tent on your bed. Give yourself breakfast in bed. Have... Have tea and cookies in bed. Get magazines for yourself. I mean, this is a time where you have to revert, like I said, to the most fundamental comforting parts of your life that you can remember that brought you that kind of a sense of, well, I'm going to use that word again, of comfort. When I get depressed watching Sesame Street. Well, it might depress you because it might remind you of a time where. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was into, you know, but I I surely I'm trying to think of like, what are things that I mean, for me, I have whether they're little or not, I mean, going to the beach, you know, or doing something outside, you know, those types of things are the times like when I went on little adventures, like as a kid, because obviously I had to get out of my fucking house. There was like hills and stuff like that. And I would just go kind of hike around the hills and look for crystals, you know, crystal rocks and, and, you know, go through little fields and stuff like that. And that was kind of my little freedom. That is like a, a boy thing to do. Yeah. To go out just to wander. Yes. Just to wander. That's cool. Well, I hope some of that helps for her. Hmm. Yeah. She really needs to. I felt hmm. that this kind of broke hmm. my heart, this, this email. So but, again, who's taking care of her? She, he's taking care of himself, but who's taking care of her? But anyway, you know what else? Just to lighten the mood here. Yeah, let's do that. I, I was, was going listen- to click the end button, <laughs> no. and I was like, yeah, let's, oh, let's end up on... Mood. I was listening to last week's show where you you and uh, uh, Mr. Anthony over there were doing our little demo here on the floor. We were doing it? Yeah, we well... We were doing nothing. <laughs> yes, you were. We were just sitting there gawking at them girls with hooks up their butts. <laughs> oh, my God. You inserted gosh. them, and you provided the vibrators. I didn't, did I, I didn't insert. Mew took... You know, she I was do it herself. I was right. And here's I talked about this with Mew 
And Mew's like, I know, Daddy. I, I know. I can self-advocate for myself. Because I was totally ready in the show, 1,300 people listening. She was having problems getting her enormously large ball. She, you know, We haven't been doing a lot of anal lately. And, and she was having trouble. And I was completely willing to just say, not going to happen. You were this close. I was, li- and that, I was yeah. totally okay with that. And it's like because uh, fuck it, I'm not going. You know, I I don't want her to get injured. But she was the one that's like, well, I'm fucking got a performance to do, and she rams the fucking thing, and you literally, you know, you're like, <laughs> oh god. Well, now we're not going to do anything with her ass for a couple weeks. <laughs> but so she went for it. But it was just, it was very. I, we talked about it, and I go, I always want you to know. I don't care what it is. And and there may be some butt hurt or like, oh, that performance thing. And it seems to be a theme throughout the show. Um, I was totally willing to crash that and say, we'll do something else and just use the vibrator. And Mel's got hers going. And so we'll just stick with that. Or we'll just say, guess what? Didn't fucking work. Let's try again something crazy next week. There's always another show, Boogie. There's always another show. Right. And and almost it's a better example that who's more important, who's asshole or, or you the know. Show. Or the show. Well, the, well show the show is pretty fucking important, <laughs> but, you know, we can work around it and not, you know, destroy someone. So while you guys are doing your thing, uh, Enigma and Dell jump on the two mics because we need them to step up, right? I'm listening. Eagerly jump in. Well, we told them. We said Until you guys are up. Then we had to shut up. Uh, yes, exactly. And so it's like, Enigma can't even get a word in. So I'm listening to these two guys talking, and I'm thinking to myself, God damn it, these two motherfuckers need to have their own show. They were really good. You need to go back and listen to that. Listen to the end of that one. I believe it. Listen to shows. It was so good. You guys, both of you, are really good on the mic, and you absolutely Are you trying to get rid of them, or are you trying to then have have them now start going, we're good? They're nerd show. They need to have a nerd show. Well, to be fair, my father worked in uh, radio for most of the time. So you have radio genes. You got them broadcaster genes. Yeah, so I was raised on how to do radio voice and all that jazz. Then you guys need to start a show of your own. I mean, we did kind of talk about that last. You're like three. You're like three years old at the table, and you're like, "Daddy, here I am eating checks, checks, C H X E checks coming down. Forty minutes nonstop. Checks rocks coming up at you, Dad. Stop it. (laughs) That's what. That's what his kid. That's what his kid voice. That's what happens when you're raised with a fucking DJ. That what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I look forward to their show. Well, that's good because now they're going to start being. Now they're watch. They're going to start judging. I can already tell. They're going to be like, mm, we're better than that. You're <laughs> implying we don't. Yeah. They do it now. <laughs> They're doing now. Anything the before we before we close Are out, we going to be is that going to be the spin-off? Is that going to be now the no, the, because the perverted podcast be more, spin-off? I don't know what they would talk about. They'd have to decide what Well, why couldn't they talk about kink and BDSM? I think they could talk about whatever they want to talk about. What's it going to be, guys? But like from a gamer point of view? Kinky photography, I don't know. What about oh. like kink, like a uh, kinky role? Because you guys, you know, big into role playing games and stuff like that. Like actually applying the role plays. Why don't you kinks. just talk about what like us what happened during the week? And it can be kink, it can be gaming, it can be anything. Look at Kathy trying to get you rid of kick. both of you in one swoop. Uh, See, you're feeling insecure, not, Kathy. Yes, that's exactly you're what I'm feeling is insecure. <laughs> this is your, this is I listen to these two guys; they're good. They need to have their own show. Uh, how about if they just stay on this show? But now we have to do more with them. <laughs> You're already technically doing more. We're at an hour and a half this show. I know. Can we? Mew would be like cutting you off like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, Mew. Mew. But Mew's out of town. <laughs> yes, show okay, run over. Fine. 
That is our show. Joining us tonight in Tony's fucking castle, where, of course, Tony and Mel sitting in the throne over there. Woo! Yeah. And that huge cuddly. Where did you get that huge cuddly? He stole yes. it from Dell. You've seen my hoard. It's on Fat Life. I have seen the hoard, yes. And, of course, Dell and Enigma coming Hi. to their new show shortly. <laughs> Yay! Woohoo! If you're currently struggling with a dilemma or a kinky conundrum, or if you just want to mouth off and tell us what dumb jerks we are, please write to us at pervertedpodcasts at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit fiverr.com forward slash count underscore boogie if you're in the market for a jingle, an intro, a ringtone, or a personal theme song. Count Boogie for all your perverted audio needs. I'm glad you wrote something because I was going to write it and I'm like, I'll talk about it. And I'd have been all like, yeah. Yeah, go go to Fiverr. I'll do a fucking jingle and shit. Dude, that's, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'll write. You I'm know, pimping you out. I'll just write. Can I just read that thing? Sure. Here, wait, <laughs> Why? Uh, don't read it again. No, wait. I got to say this. Wait, wait. And don't forget to visit <laughs> fiverr.com slash count underscore bookie. If you're in the market for a jingle, an intro, a ringtone, or a personal theme song, count boogie for all your perverted audio needs. <laughs> Like that? Yeah, do it just Is like that. Is that like that? We need to have... I, I should read say, people's dirty stories. That I, would be amazing. I was going to say that we should actually have bucks. the only ad we will ever play are ads for, for me. stuff. I got to make a jingle. I should, should probably make a jingle to promote the jingles. No, yeah, fuck Do an shit. ad. And we'll you play. Do an ad. You, you could ad. have a segment of fake ads that well, people have to submit. So I, you're just reading off completely ridiculous fake things. But they don't have to I be that fake. They could be for like your plushy horde or... Yeah, but just but just like not that. actual commercial. Just like oh, funny things. Yeah. Like mm, yes, devil's lowly cups. We have t- <laughs> fifty percent more sugar. I don't devil's know. lowly cups. <laughs> That's a good note, died. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> lowly cups. Jillian, 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 your goddess. I would fight off sharks and monsters just to give you one kiss. Now I am not a brilliant man, but I can touch the sky. It's above me, you're above me, I don't mind. It's above me, you're above me, I don't mind.
goddess I would fight off sharks and monsters Just to give you one kiss Now I am not a brilliant man But I can touch the sky above